Welcome to Golden Point Sports, your number one sports talk podcast. Now for your host, two guys who are killing the dad bod book, living out their faith, and talking sports, Robert Foster and Brad Winter. On today's episode, Brad and I are going to give you our free agency winners and losers. Uh, well, you know, we'll kind of discuss the, I guess it's the early stages of the 2021 NFL free agency. Um, those winners uh, and losers are going to include teams, of course, but we're also going to relate it to uh, how it may affect certain fantasy football players because, um, you know, talking fantasy football is, uh, definitely, uh, is definitely something we want to do more of. All right, Brad, first and foremost, though, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just keeping up with what's going on around us. We got some weather today, but I have some family that's about an hour north of you that uh, dealing with some some pretty bad storms. So hopefully they'll stay storms, not tornadoes. So. Right, right. All right, so let's go to our NASCAR picks here, Brad. NASCAR picks uh, last week. Um, yeah, neither one of us done good. Kurt Busch didn't finish the race for me. Brad Keselowski didn't even finish top 20 um, for you. Uh, Bristol, listen, Bristol's one of my favorite races. I'm kind of excited to see how the dirt track is going to go. Um, I think that'll be cool. Kind of excited to see how that's going to look and everything. Um, anyways, so Brad and I, again, we didn't score anything last, still leading four to three. Who's your pick this week? Yeah, so last week I picked – And then also – also, how do you feel about Bristol being dirt? Yeah, so last week I picked Brad Kozlowski because uh, the worst he finished in Atlanta the last three races is second, and, uh, and then he finished 28th. So I'm going to go with the guy who should do well. We'll see if that actually holds true. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson's a really good dirt uh, dirt track racer. Uh, he's done really well. I know I have all the stats in front of me, but when I was looking up researching the race, uh, he's a, he's almost like a – you put money on this guy during dirt races. He's that good with him. Um, and so I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. As far as the dirt track goes, I, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time. I'm not a big NASCAR guy, um, but I have been to dirt races in person before, and they're, they're pretty interesting. They're neat. Um, and so I think for NASCAR drivers to do it, I think it's pretty cool. I think it, it pays a lot of homage to uh, where a lot of these guys started out. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see – uh, one, uh, and I, I say interesting to see. I might, I might turn on for just a few minutes to see what it's look, what it looks like. But um, one, uh, you know how they do on the dirt, and two, uh, just to see how much fun they have. I, I think you know going back to when you know there were kids and racing on the dirt track, and, or even teenagers, young adults, uh, and then now getting the chance to do that again. I'm kind of curious to see uh, if there if there's a a fun aspect to it, just because of kind of the nostalgia with the drivers. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm going to pick Christopher Bale in this. Um, you know, Christopher Bale, he's not really a guy you would pick for many races, but um, is. but yeah, I think he could do. I think he could do well uh, in this race, and hopefully, um, hopefully, he can get me some points. Maybe even tie it up for me. If not, give me the lead against you. All right, Brad. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about March Madness. Um, that's currently going on. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of upsets. I think more. I think there's more. What that are multiple numbers, uh, ten to sixteen or ten to fifteen. That is, uh, than there is anything than there is ever before. If I if I'm correct on that, maybe I, I might not be, but it definitely seems like uh, definitely seems like I've never seen this many uh, before. Uh, either way, Brad, 
how busted is your bracket right now? Is it, I mean, is it absolutely horrendous? Because mine is. Yeah, mine is pretty butchered. I, I mean, I have a lot, several of them. I think there, I, so I made about three or four brackets, and I think one or two of them I do have uh, Chicago Loya beating Illinois. Uh, but that was just kind of a fun, let's take a chance here kind of thing. But, I mean, obviously, like Oral Roberts, uh, you know, even the guys who dig into the Sweet 16, but in you know, North Texas and, and uh, some of the others, uh, you know, I just didn't expect them to do well. I, I think the other surprise for me is I really thought Winthorpe would, uh, you know, come out the victory against Villanova, and that wasn't the case. Villanova's still in it. So they, they've advanced to the Sweet 16 as a five seed, and after losing their point guard to the MCL tear for the rest of the year. So uh, my bracket's doing okay, but uh, I say okay, uh, as good as it can get. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been a wild and crazy uh, March Madness, so. Hey, neither one of my brackets are good. Uh, they were okay. Uh, I have two of them. Uh, they were okay, and then um, Ohio lost, which I had them losing in the Sweet 16 to Arkansas anyways. Um, I actually changed up my final four and put Texas to Alabama. Uh, so, them losing to, what, North? No, they lost to Albuquerque, right? Um, so, that um, – yeah, that, that ruined it. Illinois losing. I actually had them in the cha- – I changed it to them instead of Baylor in the championship game. Uh, so, yeah, Brad, I um, – maybe I should have left my – maybe I should have left my bracket alone. But Friday – I tell you what, Friday morning I listened to so many – well, Thursday and Friday, really. I listened to so many opinions, and it just changed my mind. And I think it just – yeah. Anyways, I guess I shouldn't have. I think my bracket beforehand actually was probably more on par than uh than than my brackets now. But that's all right. Uh, our current leader in our in our March Madness bracket, uh, it's tied between one cool cat, who's actually predicted to get the predicted to get the most points at sixteen hundred and ten, which is kind of low uh, as as far as ESPN standards. You may be playing if you're listening to this. You may be playing also in like a different standard. Um, and then also, Brad, I don't know what I'm doing. Is that you possibly? You're because if that's you, yeah, it said like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So Brad is actually tied for the. He he is tied for the for the top at the moment, but he's also only predicted to get like a thousand twenty points left. So uh, I don't think Brad, you're going to win. But hey, you're tied for first at the moment. Um, and hey, that's not too bad, right? All right, Brad. Either way, let's um. Jump off of that. We'll talk back more about that on our next show. Well, we'll be well. It'll be uh, up to the final four then, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the final four for you and championship. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll kind of give an update as far as ours goes as well. All right, Brad. Let's talk NBA trade deadline. What was uh? What's a couple of trades that you uh that you really lost in this uh uh this year for the NBA trade deadline? Yeah, I actually – so I know we talked about this a little bit earlier. I really enjoyed uh, seeing Greg uh, – George, not Greg, George Hill go to um, Philadelphia. You know, Philly was really trying to get – but, yeah, so, I, I you know, I, I thought uh, Cal Lowry would go to Philly, but Philly had to give up a lot of uh, – a lot of a lot of pieces to get Cal Lowry. So, I think George Hill is pretty efficient. You know, he's – I think – uh, you know, he's older, he's cheaper, uh, you don't have to give out so many pieces. And then at the same time in that trade uh, between them, the Thunder, and the Knicks, uh, really, I mean, I, I think they did well even not having to give up a lot just to get George Hill. So uh, I thought that was a good trade. I also liked the Aaron Gordon trade to Denver. I think putting him there 
uh, will allow him to allow the Nuggets to become a better defensive team against like teams like the Lakers, teams like the Clippers, teams that are you know high on offense have some big men. I know Aaron Gordon's not initially a big man, but he's a good defensive player. And I think that will help out the, the Nuggets a lot, especially since they've been struggling a lot this year to kind of keep up the pace in the West. Uh, I thought it was a good trade. And for the Magic, I mean, in return, they get a lot in return. Uh, you can probably say this is the uh, the year that Orlando finally understood that they need to rebuild. And so they, they're getting a lot, just like OKC, they're getting a lot of draft picks for the future. Um, you know, I mean, they gave up Volcevich to, to the Bulls, uh, who's an all-star this year. Um, and so, yeah, so – uh, I'm excited in the sense of seeing what it, what it looks like in the future for Orlando, uh, but also at the same time, I think it was a good move for Aaron Gordon uh, and the Nuggets. Um, speaking of the Magic, uh, Evan Fournier is that I think it's what they said. Uh, so him going to the Celtics, I really like uh, for for him. Uh, I think that he'll be able to get some more exposure and also help the Celtics. Who are look, the Celtics are a they're a perennial playoff team in 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 the East. Now, if they were in the West, I don't know if that would be the case. But uh, I think he's he's really going to be able to help that Celtics team out um, a lot. All right, my other one though is Victor Oladipo from the Rockets to the Heat because you know Victor O oh, he's not the type of guy that he that we thought he would be coming out of college. Um, you know, speaking of March Madness, he had a he had a great run uh, with, what, Indiana, right, uh, His the year that he came out of college. Um, but either way, I, I like Victor O. I, I think if he could stay healthy, I think he could really help that Heat team, maybe even make it back to the finals, Brad. So, I'll let that move for him. Uh, and he also gets the Rockets team who, uh, well, are really, really bad. Uh, they're bad, nonetheless. All right, Brad, let's jump to our next topic, which is – sorry, I need to have it out here, I guess. The winners and losers in free agency so far because it's the early stages of uh, the 2021 NFL season. Um, Brad, you know, we're, what we're going to do here is we're going to talk a little fantasy football with it, but also uh, we're going to name two signings and their effects on other players or teams as a whole. So, uh, I'll actually – I'll start it off here. Uh, I'll start with Kenyon Drake, Brad. Um, look, he went to the Raiders on a two-year deal worth $11 million. First of all, what about Josh Jacobs? Uh, like, I, I mean, the Raiders have made kind of some moves because $11 million is kind of a lot for, what, a backup running back or even a guy who's going to split carries. Um, yeah, there's a guy who's, who's who, who listens to this podcast um, – I guess religiously, I don't know. But anyways, and uh, earlier in the fantasy football season in our dynasty league, he traded me Josh Jacobs for Jonathan Taylor. And and to him, I, uh, I'm i very happy for that. Anyways, just wanted to bring that up. Uh, also, look, the Raiders, they destroyed their offensive line to make room uh, to sign uh, – to really sign Kenyon Drake because of the money that they gave him. I, I don't think it's interesting, and um, I'm really just kind of wondering why, you know? Um, you know. Also, I want to bring up that Chase Edmonds, um, because Kenyon Drake didn't resign with the Cardinals, I think Chase Edmonds has a chance to be the guy for the Cardinals. And uh, so, if you, um, you know, if you, you may want to look to require him in Dynasty for cheap, who knows? He could be on your waivers. 
Uh, I doubt it, though. Um, if you know if you're playing in a good dynasty football league, then Chase Edmonds should not be uh, sitting uh, in free agency. That's for sure. But uh, either way, you might be able to acquire him cheap before he possibly blows up. Brad, what? Uh, who's one of your choices? Yeah, I actually like the 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 uh, the uh, pickup for the Texans uh, with Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram. Uh, one because we don't even know what it's going to look like for. Um, for Deshaun Watson going into 2021, uh, the NFL season, uh, two, you know, they just they let Will Will Fuller walk to Miami. Uh, they let go JJ Watt. I, I think uh, it's it's kind of a good restarting place for both of those running backs. So they can come in. Uh, you know, they could probably do well coming out of the backfield catching the ball for Deshaun Watson. It's gonna be limited on options to begin with. Um, and then on top of that, they can stay healthy. So Marguerite, not as much. Philip Lindsay for sure. If they could just stay healthy. Um, you know, that, that, that Houston Texans line is really not terrible. It's not the best. It's not terrible. And I think them having a restart there in Texans would do well. Um, obviously, that's going to affect their previous running mates, uh, Melvin Gordon with the Broncos. Uh, you know, does he become the Melvin Gordon that he was before he held out? Uh, or is he going to be the Melvin Gordon that we've seen since he's held out? So he's been kind of a mediocre back since he's been – since he held out and has gone to Denver. Um but now he doesn't have to split carries. So so maybe this is where he comes alive and, and does well. And it's the Melvin Gordon we've seen three, four, or five years ago. Uh, and then, and, you know, on the flip side of things, you have J.K. Dobbins with Baltimore. You know, he really became the premier back in Baltimore. And, and really, towards the end of the season, Mark Ingram uh, was kind of faded out of their game plan. And so um, I don't know if it's going to affect J.K. Dobbins too much. Um, you know, yes, it's one less running back he has to uh, split carries with. Uh, but, hey, if it's just going to be him and Gus Edwards, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think J.K. Dobbins loses a ton of fantasy value going into next year. So, uh, but yeah, so I think it doesn't affect the, it doesn't affect uh, Mark Ingram's old teammates, but I definitely, I definitely think it affects Melvin Gordon with the Denver Broncos uh, going next year. I think he could be a sleeper uh, if no one has him on their bench. Uh, could be a sleeper that could really come into form after the third, fourth week of coming, getting back to used to having uh, a majority of the carries and not just have to sh- uh, split it all the time with Philip uh, Lindsay. Um, I actually, uh, speaking of Melvin Gordon, I had another, I had another trade in another league. Um, I didn't actually expect this to be a good thing, but I agree with you. I think that, I think Melvin Gordon, I, you know, he's probably still, I think he's got like maybe RB2 upside, maybe. Um, but he's definitely a flex option for sure. Um, and then, yeah, RB2 upside. Probably. He's no longer an RB1, but uh, RB2, I think he's got the upside for that. All right. Uh, my other choice is Kenny Galladay, Brad. Um, look, congrats, Kenny Galladay, on, on getting paid. Because uh, a lot of a lot of the wide receivers, um, the, the market, it, it didn't it didn't do as well this year as as a lot of other players or other positions. You know, I mean, you saw a lot of one-year deals. Um, you saw a lot of, like, cheaper deals for guys who were not as good um, or maybe thought that they were going to get more money, maybe not as good, but they just – they thought they were going to get more money and they just didn't. Um, The salary cap has a lot to do with this uh, for every position. But, anyways, um, Kenny Galladay being there, he's a – I think he's a true number one. Um, Now, does he have – two number one capabilities with because the thing is is uh 
is Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And, uh, and well, Daniel Jones, I mean, he should do fine with Kenny Galladay. But either way, I don't know. So, I think that this will help or hurt um, Darius Slayton as well as uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, it's probably going to hurt their value a little going forward uh, as they won't get as many targets. But also, they lost Golden Tate. So, somebody's got to take up those targets as well. Uh, I think it could help Barkley if he were to stay healthy. That's been an issue of his the last two years. Because, um, I mean, some type of threat in the uh, passing receiving game, I mean, that can only be good things for the running game, right? So, uh, yeah, I like this Kenny Galladay to the Giants signing. Um, the Giants, they're not my pick for winners in free agency, but they they were really close. Uh, Brad, how do you feel about uh, what, what's your other fantasy football-related uh, signing? Yeah, um, so I don't know if a lot of people agree with me with this, and they might, I don't know, but I, I kind of like the Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. Uh, for the first time in a long time, Carson Wentz is going to have a really solid offensive line in front of him. Uh, he's not going to have to worry about uh, wide receiver help. I mean, maybe potentially Pittman had some injuries last year. I mean, Jack Doyle, he's staying with the Colts. He dealt with injuries. So, I don't know, maybe it doesn't change too much for him. But I would think that, you know, he'll have a better upside because he'll have a, a much, much improved offensive line in front of him. He has a great defense he's going to go into 2021 with. And then he has great options. So he has Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, all great running backs for the Colts last year. Uh, and then you have T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascoe, uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, you have Trey Burton still with the Colts. And, and even Jack Doyle, if he can stay healthy. So, you know, and then and then don't forget Molly uh, Ale- or it was Al- um, Cox, Alex Cox. Um, you know, the, the, the tight end that kind of came out, you know, had a breakout season last year. And so I think he has lots of options. I think he has more healthier options than he does in Philadelphia. Uh, and Frank Reich was obviously his, his quarterback coach in Philly when he had the MVP type season. So uh, am I going to say that Carson Wentz is going to turn into a top five quarterback in the league? I don't think so. Uh, but I do think that I would definitely take a flyer on him uh, going into the season and be sitting on your waiver wires. Uh, just because I, I'm sure a lot of people dropped him middle of the season last year just to how bad he was doing. They they probably didn't think he was going to leave Philadelphia. Uh, but, yeah, so if he's on your waiver wires, I'd take a fire on him and just i keep him in, on your bench to see how he does the first couple of weeks. Uh, kind of like Phil Rivers going – kind of like Phil Rivers last year. You know, he, he, you want to – you take a chance with him, but keep him on your bench the first couple of weeks just to see how he does the new offense and everything else, and then just let him loose and let him play in your starting lineup the rest of the season. Jimmy Ferrari uh, mentions uh, for me, I was you know I was going to mention uh, maybe Will Fuller. You know, I, I kind of had a little higher uh, hopes for him. Um, I think I think a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, with the weapons in uh, with the weapons in Washington, maybe not Ryan Fitzpatrick, but a guy like Terry McLaurin, I, I really think that uh, I think that Fitzpatrick could uh, could up his uh, could up his value for sure. Uh, in fantasy football, but uh, did you have any honorary? Uh, you know, I think honorary was, and I know you're going to mention them too. But you know, John U. Smith and and Henry Hunter Henry going to. I think anybody who I think I just think New England had a great free agency period. I mean, I they I almost put them as my winners, and I, and I changed it up because I thought it'd be pretty obvious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say uh, anybody who went to the Patriots. Uh, including the Patriots' defense uh, going into fantasy next year should be a good pickup. Uh, if you do individual uh, defensive players, I mean, 
I think when you have Van Noy on the other side of Hightower, um, he would be a, he's going to be a good sleeper. Give IDP league. Uh, I play in one of those. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I think anybody who's going to the Patriots is probably an easy honorary, honorary mention. I, I would think the other one, too, and I thought about this, and you might be a little bit surprised, and you can tell me your thoughts. But uh, i kind of been thinking about Corey Davis going to the Jets. Um, and, and, and this is why, uh, you know, I, I'm not – I'm not – I don't – I haven't completely thrown Sam Donald in the trash, and so let's move on. I, I, think, I think they believe in Sam Donald. I think that's why they didn't mind losing out on that first pick. Uh, you know, at the end of the season last year, I think they're going to spend it on probably an offensive tackle. Uh, Sam Darnold needs that protection back there. But, I mean, Corey Davis gets a chance to be a number one guy with the Jets. But then on top of that, uh, somebody else went to the Jets. And I'm trying to think of who the name is. But I thought it was another pretty top tier. Keelan Cole. Yeah, Keelan Cole went there. And he did all right with the Jaguars. And so, yeah, so I mean, the Jets have upgraded their wide receiver core. Um, and I, I, I would say that I would think Corey Davis – if you picked him up last year and stuck with him, I had him on my teams for like two weeks and dropped him for whatever stupid reason. Uh, but if you if you picked him up, I, I would say stick with him one more year and see how he does in fantasy this year. I, I think he'll either be consistent with his numbers last year or even improve being in a different just a different environment um, to where it's a wide receiver focused offense and not a running back tight end focused offense. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on Corey. He's got to he's got to be consistent. Um, and that's just kind of one of his biggest uh, issues uh, is just being able to stay consistent. Uh, also healthy. Uh, he's got a little bit of an injury issue. All right, Brad, let's talk about each of our picks for winners and losers as far as the teams. Uh, you actually brought up my, my winner, and that is the New England Patriots. Um, yes, look, it, it is kind of an obvious thing. But um, now some people have actually got them picked as like losers really or they have them bad grades. But look. That they spent money, which I know is uncharacteristic of uh, of Bill Belichick, but that's what free agency is meant for, you know, is to go out and spend the money, uh, and that's what they did. I, I mean, they grabbed, you know, I I think signing Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith is is great for the for the Patriots, but yeah, it's horrible for those two as far as fantasy value goes, um, or so I think at least, and then you think as well. Um, I think the Patriots – I think they overpaid for some talent like Nelson Aguilar. But, but I mean, look, I, like, shoot, like half their half their uh, starters, honestly, was signed this offseason, right? Um, you know, I think a negative to the Pats, though, is that they brought Cam back. But, um, but I, I think with better weapons and maybe an actual offseason, maybe they can get the best out of him. Uh, I know he kind of started out hot last year and it just kind of fizzled out after – so – um, or after his COVID uh, scare or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that there is a chance that uh, if Cam can be somewhat of his MVP self, I think this Patriots team could be, could be, a, uh, could be a playoff team because the defense should be really good um, and improved this year. Um, all right, Brad, so that was my winner, the New England Patriots. Who is your winner? Yeah, I, and again, Patriots are an e- kind of an easy pick for sure. I, I, I don't know if I, – I just don't know if I believe that Cam's going to come back to his MVP-type years. Um, I, I just – I'm struggling to believe in that. So, uh, so hopefully they'll do okay. I, I don't care for the Patriots, so they can be 1-15 every year for all I care, and I'm, I'm happy. But uh, I would say winners for me uh, would be the Buffalo Bills. Now, you know, hear me out. They didn't have anything, like, super glamorous, but I think they picked up a lot of solid – help that the Bills needed 
And so they didn't make any big splashes, but they re-signed Matt Milano. They re-signed uh, they re-signed Daryl Williams on our offensive line, John Feliciano uh, to a team-friendly deal. They got to re-sign, uh, you know, Andre Smith, Levi Wallace, Tawan Jones, and Isaiah McKenzie. I think out of the last couple I read, Isaiah McKenzie is probably one of the most important re-signings there. I mean, he's shown improvement over the last two years, um, and his, tra- his trajectory looks good. And so they signed him on a, on a cheap a cheap deal and see if he can have a breakout season. Uh, but but that, that the jury's out for that. But I would say, I mean, you look at – look, they signed Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they signed him because Buffalo – or not Buffalo, Chicago didn't want him. And that's true. Chicago, Chicago didn't want him. I think Mitch Trubisky, I think this is a good thing for him. He signs a, a good deal. The Bills signed a good deal on their end with uh, Mitchell Trubisky. And uh, – and, uh, he gets to sit behind Josh Allen, which I get it. They're about the same age. It kind of stinks that sit behind, and he has to sit behind Josh Allen. But I think he'll do good. I think he'll be able to craft this game a little bit more. And then when he needs to come in, I think it's a solid backup. I mean, I mean, if you are a Colts fan, you remember when Peyton Manning got hurt, you had Curtis Painter and I don't know, maybe – I can't remember if you had anybody else, but I remember Curtis Painter and it was terrible. So it does well to have a good backup. Uh, and then the, uh, the Steelers know that too from when Ben, ben was out last year. Uh, but then they, you know – they sign Emmanuel Sanders, and you're like, well, Emmanuel Sanders isn't what he used to be. Yes, I'm a Steelers fan. I know that he hasn't been good until right after he left the Steelers. I mean, he was good with the Steelers, pretty good with the, the Broncos back when they had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. He hasn't really been all that flashy since. Uh, but I think this is good because uh, you bring in a, a veteran receiver to put with Cole Beasley, another veteran receiver. Um, they really just invest in Stephon Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, you know, um, and so I, I like the signing, you know, that, you know, they lost John Brown. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I like the Emmanuel Sanders bringing that veteran presence. And then they bring in uh, Jacob Hollister from, from the Seahawks. Again, has shown flashes of promise, but, but hasn't been consistent. And so uh, that's kind of a question mark on, on picking him up. But, hey, I mean, when you lose Tyler Croft, uh, who's a pretty good receiver, uh, pretty good uh, tight end, it's, it's good to bring – and then you're losing Lee Smith as well. You need to bring in a tight end. I think there's some motion there. So, um, but yeah, so that, that, that is my winner is the Buffalo Bills. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, the Bills, maybe not the biggest uh, of, of winners. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. So, Sorry, I need to get to it. All right, let's go with the losers here, Brad. And I do want your thoughts on this because um, I know that it is, yeah. Um, all right, so loser this week, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and I know you're you're like, don't pick on my team, man. Come on. Now, look, you lost you lost Mike Hilton. You lost Stephen Nelson. You lost Bud Dupree, Vince Williams, Matt uh, Feeler. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you say his last name, but either way um, – and I know, you know, there's a couple other people that you, you may lose, like uh, uh, Villanueva. Um, you know, I know he's maybe not the, you know, most productive as he used to be, but still. Um, I think that they, you know, they kept guys like a Juju, which um, – and they also kept Cam Sutton. Um, but I, I think my point is, is that they really haven't gotten better. And as of right now, I, Brad, I really don't expect big things from them in 2021. Um, I, I know, you know, and, and that's sad because, I mean, it's probably Ben's last year, um, most likely. I mean, maybe not. Who knows? 
does. I mean, he, he could continue to play. Um, now, things could change, of course. They could have a good draft, yada, yada, yada. You know, they're not – free agents are still out there, everything like that. But anyways, Brad, Brad um, so that's your team. So, like, what's your thoughts on, on that? I mean, um, you know, I know we always try to talk about our teams. Uh, you know, if we, if we bring them up, uh, either negative or positively, we'd like to uh, – we'll, we'll, you know, yeah, we will we'll expand on them a little bit. So, what's your thoughts on the Steelers? Do you think they're losers in free agency? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree there. And I, I didn't pick them only because everybody knows I'm a Steelers fan and it probably isn't worth uh, me bringing them up. But, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of holes and uh, they've let a lot of guys go. And I understand that, uh, that a lot of them have been cap casualties, but um, it seems like we're just letting a lot of the good guys walk, uh, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it makes me kind of nervous. I mean, I mean, when you say, hey, who you sign in free agency, you, you give them like Marsh and uh, two others that we just signed. And, I mean, it, that's how bad it is. Like, I don't even know their names, you know. And so, like, we, we signed three guys in free agency and no one knows who they are. Uh, they're not role they're, – they're, yes, they're role players, and that's good. You need those in every, every team. But, again, I think Pittsburgh, in order to make the run with Ben Rossberger one last time, they need it. They should have made a splash in free agency, and they didn't. Uh, we still have a running back hole that's left open, um, you know. And then the question is in the draft, do you draft a running back? Do you draft an offensive line? Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if this speaks more in the Steelers as, as a loser in free agency or James Conner, but James Conner has still not yet been signed. I mean, the Steelers told him, hey, we're parting ways with you. We're not going to resign you. Uh, so he's officially a free agent and not one person has signed him yet. So I don't know why or, or what's going on there. But, uh, but yeah, I, the Steelers are definitely a, a loser of free agency. Uh, you know, I, I would say one of my losers uh, for free agency, and really, I, I mean, I think you can really hit it up a couple different teams. I mean, I think I think the Vikings didn't do too well uh, in the free agency. Uh, their, their biggest need was offensive line. They didn't touch any offensive linemen. Uh, you know, I think they did resign one of their own guys, but again, that line was terrible. So resigning your own guys doesn't really fix the problem. Um, yeah, I would say maybe uh, the Cowboys, and and the, you know, the Cowboys have said they're probably going to go to the draft. But then you have the Eagles. You haven't signed anybody. Um, and, and then their excuse is, well, we're going to focus on the draft. Um, so, so I think those are probably my big three losers. Uh, and, and I, I originally told you the Jags. Uh, I, I think the Jags haven't made a big splash. Like, they have the money to make a big splash, and they haven't. So I don't know if this is – if it's smart. They're just being really smart. And on my end, I'm just really dumb. I mean, there's a reason why I'm not a general manager. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I mean, they have made some good moves. Um, but at the same time, uh, Role players. Like, I, I just expected them to make some big splashes, and they haven't. I mean, Shaquille Griffin is he's, – he's all right. Malcolm Brown's all right. You know, Tyson Alulu, he, he, he's a former Steeler. I love the guy, but he was a, he was a role player. He came in, you know, to, to give, give the starters rest. Um, you know, uh, they bring in Marvin Jones, who was injured a lot last year. Um, and so, uh, although they're, they made moves – uh, I don't. I, I think they're miss. They they could have made some bigger moves and they haven't, and that's why I probably consider them my losers. But feel, it's hard to get past Philadelphia, the Dallas Cowboys, and and Minnesota Vikings as losers as well. So, I yeah no. I, I think that there are a few teams. I mean, even my Titans. I I think that they they're not winners. Um, but I could I could see them as losers in this. Um, maybe maybe not, maybe they're kind of even really. Um. They improved the defense, but kind of offensively they may have lost some stuff. But either way, um, well, they should have improved the defense, right? 
Uh, I, you know, I think there are some teams out there like the Saints. I think you could consider maybe them as winners in a way because they – well, actually, I guess losers because they had to release so many people uh, in order to get uh, in order to get out from under the uh, salary cap issues. So, um, yeah. No, I, I think that there's uh, maybe the 49ers. I think they made some okay moves. Um, yeah. No, I – look, that, there's a few teams, you know, that we can, we can go on all day long and say, hey, this team done well, this team done well, yada, yada, yada. This team did bad. This team did bad. But either way, um, yeah, so that's it, folks. Brad, mind the golden point of faith. Yeah, so we talk about these free agencies and, and who's won and who's lost and who's gone who. And we've even talked about just kind of that, that fantasy value of players who have moved on uh, to, to maybe maybe potential greener pastures, maybe not. Uh, and just, just we talked about, and I, I even mentioned this. I mean, I was a little intentional with this, but – you know, talking about how, you know, especially the Manuel Sanders coming in as a veteran and being able to uh, being able to mentor those guys. Those guys can come up to them and say, hey, you've been here before um, and, and I need your advice. I, I need I need to see what you think of this. Uh, and, and those are the best players. Those who are willing to be coachable. Those who are willing to, uh, with confidence, go with somebody and say, hey, I need help with this. And so, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Nelson Aguilar, uh, there, there's several players who moved around. Marvin Jones, who can go in there with the young guys and say, hey, with confidence, I can tell you this is how you handle this situation. Uh, with confidence, I can tell you how you can handle out your coach chewing your butt out uh, every day and how you can get past that and look past that and just remember that it's part of the game. Um, and so what I want to relate to that, too, is that in Hebrews 4, 16 through – or sorry, 14 through 16 – uh, and the title above it says Jesus, the great high priest. Uh, I, I just was, I've been reading a book called Dangerous Prayers by uh, Greg Crochelle. Uh, and, you know, they're called Dangerous Prayers for a reason. And, uh, you know, he talked about just how, you know, we can go to God in, in prayer with boldness. We, we can go to him and ask him anything with boldness. Now, obviously saying, hey, God, I need a Lamborghini, even if you're very bold, probably is not going to work. But saying, hey, God, I need strength to get through this situation, and I trust you. Uh, hey, God, like, I know that you're – I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills this week, but I know that you're going to you're gonna follow through somehow because you're faithful and you're going to provide. Um, you know, so there's, there, there's, there's times where when we pray for things – actually, we pray anytime we pray, as long as it's the right attitude and mindset of prayer, we can go to God with confidence. And so Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says – since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who, is, who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence, and some, some translations say boldness, I love, I love the boldness part, uh, with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So. What does it all mean? Well, I would say look at God as kind of like a veteran. I mean, God, I mean, hey, God's been around a long time, right? I mean, he's been around since the beginning of time. He, he knows everything. And he knows everything that's going to happen, and, and he knows how we're going to respond to it. But it doesn't mean that we can't go to him with confidence. But I say, but at the same time, we can because, again, he's been through it all. He, he, and Jesus, uh, who's our mediator between, between God and us, uh, has, has, gone, has been on earth. He's been tempted, like, like it says in verse 15. And yet he did not have sin. I mean, he was 40 days without food and water in the wilderness. And yet he used scripture to get through that. He depended on God and God got him through that, right? So 
and saying all that, uh, as you as you venture in to your evening, uh, to your to your day at work, uh, go back from your lunch break, whenever you listen to us, uh, just remember that you know when you're going through something, uh, go to God with confidence because he he wants you to he he wants you to believe in him and have faith in him that he's going to do what you ask him to do and he he's going to if you have that faith. And so, yeah, so I hope that speaks to you today and uh, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. Amen, Brad. Amen. Welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in your comments and go rate us and give us reviews on any other podcast site you listen to. Again, thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.